So uh, my name is Nancy Neal. I uh, am the Associate for Denominational Women's Organization Relations at Bread for the World. That is a mouthful, so I just tell folks I work with church ladies all the time. Um, and uh, I love it. Um, how many of you know Bread for the World? Anybody know Bread for the World? You probably don't know us because we don't do medical missions. Um, Bread for the World uh, is a collective Christian voice urging our nation's decision makers to end hunger both in the U.S. and abroad. And so we believe that there are policies in place by our U.S. government that can, in fact, impact poor and hungry people. And if we change those policies, then folks will not be poor and hungry. Um, and so there are two sort of components of Bread for the World. One is our advocacy voice, um, our advocacy organization, and we work with local churches to call and write their members of Congress about particular legislation that has an impact on poor and hungry people. And then the other piece of our work is education. And so along with you know, to get those folks prepared to speak to their members of Congress, we do all kinds of resources and education work, and we do a lot of behind-the-scenes advocacy work on the, in, you know, in, um, in the administration and on the Hill and stuff. And so um, we, we uh, do research and education around issues related to medical missions, which is why we are here with you today and why I am here. Um, and I'm actually filling in for a colleague who's a, the super expert on this. I'm only a tiny bit of an expert. Um, but that leaves lots and lots of space for you all to bring your expertise into this space as well. So I want, um, first, I'd love to know who's familiar with the Millennium Development Goals? Good, a bunch of you. Okay. And so you'll have lots to contribute. Um, and then I also would love to hear just a little popcorn, kind of like why you're in the workshop, why you're in the conference, like one sentence kind of. We don't have time for everybody to speak, but, you know, share a little bit, um, just really briefly, who's here, who's who in the room. I want to know how close we really are on those development goals. Um, I'm going back to Great, great. Others? Great. You will be interested to know that the African Methodist Episcopal Women's Missionary Society has taken the Millennium Development Goals to frame all of their mission work, both in the U.S. and, and around the world. So talk to those ladies. <laughs> but all of the denominational women's groups work with the, the Millennium Development Goals in their, in framing their work, for sure. Others? Why are you here? Nobody? I teach nursing, and we, and we focus a lot on healthcare outcome disparities. Okay, great. Others? Family medicine resident, helping to work overseas and in urban America, so whatever I can glean to take back onto the streets. Great. I'm a family practice doctor. Okay. Were you in the last workshop that I did on nutrition? No, but to see the other guy talking about. That's what we were talking about. <laughs> Others? 
medicine doctor and I take med students and residents on rotations, and I really want to expand their view from just the patient that's sitting in front of them uh-huh. to, you know, more of a global perspective. Great. Super. Well, let's dive in, unless anyone else has magic words they want to share. I don't believe in magic. Um, so we're, we're talking about the Millennium Development Goals and medical missions and hope for God's children. Um, so I um, will just launch in. Here's, this is a list of the Millennium Development Goals. And um, so in 2001, the United Nations decided, or like before 2001 really, they, they picked these eight goals for development to happen between now, or between 2000 and uh, 2015. So we are right at the edge. We are almost at the end of the, the deadline for the Millennium Development Goals. And so what they did is they set these eight goals, and within each goal there are targets for what they're going to do. So eradicating extreme hunger and poverty. Um, uh, achieving universal primary education, promoting gender equality and empower women, um, reducing child mortality, improving maternal health, um, combating HIV-AIDS, malaria, and other diseases, um, ensuring environmental sustainability, and developing a global partnership for development. Um, So uh, the question is, how are we doing now? Um, In some places, we're doing well. And we are on target to meet our goals. In some places, we're pretty far off. Um, but I thought, since we are um, people of faith, that we might start um, with a prayer. And so I put the words up, just in case you don't know the Lord's Prayer. Um, so let's pray this together. And before we pray it together, this is like, this is a prayer Jesus taught us. This is the prayer that is sort of the whole, all-encompassing prayer. When you pray this, you're praying for everything that you ever possibly might need to pray. You may not say every single word, but really, this is a really holistic prayer. You have prayers for food, prayers for forgiveness, prayers of praise. All of it is is, is encompassed in this prayer. And I think I like the frame in the sense that... um, you know, the development goals are sort of holistic in their, in their approach. So there's a web of things that kind of inter, interconnect um, when we're thinking about development. So let's pray this together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So I just want to run through the goals really quickly. And then I want to have this really interactive. And so I want you all to think about what does it mean for your missions to have goals? Um, What does it mean as you go into the mission field to have these goals to work alongside? Um, to, to be guided by, and what does it mean for us as Christians doing mission? Um, so uh, I'm going to switch to some paper here. Um, so the first goal, eradic- eradicate extreme hunger and poverty. So one of the targets is um, to uh, have, between 1990 and 2015, the proportion of people whose income is less than a dollar a day. Um, the target has been met. 
but 1.2 million people still live in extreme hunger and extreme poverty. Um, 1.2 billion. <laughs> Did I say million? It's 1.2 billion. Sorry about that. Um, the second target in this is to achieve full and productive employment and decent work for all, including women and young people. Um, this is really, really tricky. Um, and with the, the economic decline in 07, 8, 9, 10, 11, um, the there were continued job losses. And so we've actually lost um, gains in, in this goal, in this target. Um, and young people are really bearing the brunt of the crisis. So you see, um, w you know, what's happening with the Arab Spring. All those young people don't have jobs. Um, uh, though uh, working poverty has declined, over 60 percent of workers in the developing world still live on less than $4 a day. It's not a lot of money. Um, the third target is to have, between 1990 and 2015, the proportion of people who suffer from hunger. So um, we are actually on target um, to reach this goal so that, you know, the percentage of people will be reduced by half. Um, but we have, to, we have to keep pushing and keep working toward it to actually make the goals. We got, a, you know, everything was set back with the, the economic downturn. And so we really have to, like, step up and, and really put, keep our commitments to make these goals happen. Um, more than 100 million children under age five are still undernourished and underweight. Um, and one in four children around the world shows signs of stunted growth. Stunting means that they're short for their age. They're too short. So, and the number of people uprooted by conflict or persecution is at its highest level in 18 years. So, there's a lot of work, a lot of work to be done. Um, so, I didn't write out all the targets for all of them, but I will go through them. Um, so, the goal two is to achieve universal primary education. So, that all children all around the world will have, uh, you know, uh, kindergarten, uh, elementary school education. So um, if the current trends continue, the world will not meet that goal um, of primary education. We're not going to get there. And um, we are at, um, yeah, we're just behind on that goal. Uh, poverty is a key factor in keeping children out of school, but gender and place of residence also matter. So girls are less likely to get education. If you live in rural communities, you're less likely to get education. Um, you know, you see that even here in the United States. Uh, and then um, those are the two for that one. Then for, uh, where did goal three go? Oh, goal four. Goal four is um, reducing child mortality. We're um, out of order. Sorry about that. Um, so the targets for this um, are to re reduce by two-thirds between 1990 and 2015 the under-five mortality rate. Um, and big gains have been made in child survival, but we have to keep our efforts up. Um, so the... Um, 
under five mortality rates between 1990 and 2011, um, which is number of deaths per 1,000 live births in developing regions where we're at 97 deaths per 1,000 live births um, in, in 1990, and now we are at 57. So we're making good progress, but um, we're not quite there yet. Uh, uh, newborns in their first month of life now show now account for the for a growing share of child deaths. So children who make it past the first two years or so are more likely to survive till five. But the 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 under the early early first year deaths are are more of the deaths that are happening. So we need to really focus our efforts on you know under two prenatal care and keeping women healthy. Um, so it will take um, greater focus and renewed commitment to reach the most vulnerable children. Um, and so then for goal number five, they're out of order. There we go. I somehow did these out of order. Okay. Um, so the first target for improving maternal health is to reduce by three-quarters the maternal mortality ratio. Um, so the um, maternal mortality has declined by nearly half since 1990, um, but it falls short of our MDG target of reducing it by three-quarters. So in developing regions, um, the maternal mortality ratio, which is um, maternal deaths per 100,000 live births. Do you get that? the number of women who die per 100,000 live births. So um, in 1990, that number was 440. In, three, in uh, 2000, that number was 350. And now that's 240 in the developing world. Um, around the world, it was uh, 400, 320, and 210 currently. Um, so we really have to step that up to get to the, to the um, three quarters. Um, the second target in this um, is universal access to reproductive health. So health care during pregnancy can save lives, but only half of women in developing um, countries receive the recommended amount of care, which is um, at least one visit, I believe, uh, during, during pregnancy. And then um, over half of married women in most developing countries are using some sort of family planning but there's a gap between the number of women who want who want um, those resources and the women and the women who are getting them. So there are women who are not getting the resources they need. Um, but demand is increasing as education increases. Um, let's see. So that's goal number five. I don't want to put all this in these slides. Okay. So goal number six is to combat HIV, AIDS, malaria, and other diseases, okay? So I've got the targets up here for you because this is the medical ones. Um, so we want to halt um, by 2015 the spread of HIV, AIDS, and, rever um, to, and reverse the spread. So halt the numbers uh, of people, ha you know, like contracting and dying from HIV, AIDS, and spread uh, and, and reverse the spread so that it stops um, so the incidence of HIV is declining 
um, in most regions, still 2.5 million people are newly affected every, infected every year. So we have a lot of work to do to keep the infection rates from, from growing. Um, um, about 820,000 women and men aged 15 to 24 were newly infected with HIV in 2011 in low- and middle-income countries. More than 60% of them were women. So we have a gender um, by gender issue here. And young women are more vulnerable because they have less control of their, um, their, uh, their bodies and when they decide to get married and have children and when they decide to have sex, um, and safe sex in particular. Um, let's see... So the second target is to achieve by 2010 universal access to treatment for HIV AIDS for all those who need it. So we have not met this. We have passed 2010 and we are not there. We didn't make it. Um, and part of that is because the research and, and the sort of like definition of who needs treatment is changing because they're finding that if uh, like pregnant women get antiretrovirals then they're less likely to transmit it to their child and so you have this whole group of people who are not are not suffering the the effects of HIV AIDS but they're um, they need to take the antiretrovirals to prevent the spread to their children and so those numbers are getting bigger and so it's hard to keep up um, with those numbers uh, and then the third, um, the third target for this one is to have halted by 2015 and begun to reverse the incidence of malaria and other major diseases. So um, we did well. More than one million deaths from malaria were averted over the last decade. That's a lot of people. But renewed commitment is needed to sustain those gains um, So more than half of those 1.1 million malaria deaths that were averted, more than half of those lives saved were in the 10 countries with the highest malaria burden. Um, and by 2011, 50 of 99 countries with ongoing malaria transmission were back on track to reduce their malaria case incidence rates. Um, so that's that one. Um, so that I have, there's information they're tracking tuberculosis as well. Um, globally, the number of tuberculosis cases per 100,000 people fell by about 2.2%. Um, and that is a slow decline. But if the trend continues, the world as a whole will achieve the MDG target of halting the spread and reversing the incidence of tuberculosis. So we're on track for, for getting rid of tuberculosis. Um, And then goal seven is um, to ensure environmental sustainability. Um, so the targets in this are to integrate the principles of sustainable development into country policies and programs and reverse the loss of environmental resources. Um, uh, forests are a safety net for the poor, but they continue to disappear at an alarming rate. Um, global greenhouse gas emissions resume their upward path. Um, confirming an ominous trend and calling for bold action. Um, so we're, we're not doing very well in this category. And then over-exploitation of marine fish stock is resulting in diminished yields. Um, another tar target in this one is reduced biodiversity loss, achieving 
by 2010, a significant reduction in the rate of loss. So um, more of the Earth's land and marine areas are under protection. So that's a good sign for that one. Let's see if there's any more targets. Um, by 2015, to have the proportion of the population without sustainable access to safe drinking water and basic sanitation. So um, more than 2.1 billion people have gained access to improved drinking water sources since 1990, which exceeds the target for the Millennium Development Goals. So we're doing well on water and sanitation. Um, um, but it's a, still a, con a serious concern. Um, so you have the disparities between rural and urban folks. So urban folks are getting more access. Um, uh, over 240,000 people a day gained access to improved sanitation facilities from 1990 to 2001, but that's not enough. Um, a strong push is needed to ensure this number increases by another 1 billion people by 2015 to meet the sanitation target. Um, Um, and then finally, goal eight, put this over here, um, develop a global partnership for development. So um, the global financial crisis and the Eurozone turmoil continue to take a toll on uh, official development assistance. So the amount of assistance that is going to uh, programs that support poor and hungry people in, these, in development is is not enough. Um, and so we've seen like a tapering off since the financial crisis of those funds. And it's really important for the U.S. to maintain our commitments because we as, as a superpower, as with a, such a huge economy, with a, just a tiny, tiny half of 1% of our, our budget can leverage all kinds of money around the world if we take leadership as the United States. So... Um, Two more targets. I feel like I didn't read a target on that, but two targets. Um, address the specific needs of the least developed countries, landlocked developing countries, and small island development states. Um, aid money is declining overall and moving away from the poorest countries. So um, uh, that we are still struggling with that. Um, develop further an open rule-based predictable, non-discriminatory trading and financial system. That is a mouthful. Um, the trade climate continues to improve for developing and least developed countries in terms of duty-free access. So that's what that's about. Um, and average tariffs levied by developed countries continue to decline slightly for developing and least developed countries alike. Um, so the markets are opening up, but um, we need to continue to work in partnership and, and really focus on empowering countries to take their development into their own hands and, and be leaders in the development of their own of their own countries and be less sort of top down about it. Um, and then um, deal comprehensively with developing countries' debt, uh, which is a huge huge issue. Uh, debt service ratios are one quarter of the 2000 of their 2000 level. Um, lightening the financial burden on developing countries. So, um, you know, deal comprehensively w with developing countries' debt 
is kind of vague. You know, what does that mean? So that shows you an issue with the, the goals that, that um, you know, while we've made some gains in that, it's hard to measure what that, what that really looks like because the target is not super clear. Um, and then another target in that final target is um, in cooperation with the private sector, make available the benefits of new technologies, especially information and communications. So mobile cellular subscriptions are moving towards saturation levels. That's a good thing. And almost 40% of the world's population um, is online. Um, so so that's, that's really good to have, um, you know, to, to get... Like when you have access to cellular technology, you're not dependent on the, the, the lines going through the ground and going through the, the air. You know, you have more access to markets. You have more access to information. And so um, it's really important for technology to, to spread. Um, so what I want to do is um, to get you guys thinking a little bit. Um, where are we? Okay, yes. Um, so... Tell me, when you hear all this and you hear about these goals, what, what, how does that impact your work in missions? And what is the, um, um, how does that guide your work in missions? Um, are these relevant to Christian missions, Christian medical missions? How are they relevant to, um, to, to our missions? Um, and how does your work in missions or your hope, the work you hope to do in missions contribute to these goals? I'm just going to open it up for you all. Thank um, you. I'd just like to say that um, we think that the training, training programs are very relevant. And although my husband is a surgeon, I'm a family doctor, we have focused on training nurses mm-hmm. um, since 1973. And it's interesting how many of these goals are improved by having trained nurses. Mm-hmm. Um, initially, we had all men, and now it's 50% women, 50% men. Mm-hmm. So that's improving the place of the women, empowering them to have a career, mm-hmm. and more informed mothers, wives, and community workers. Um, obviously, some of them are midwives, and they reduce the maternal mortality by prenatal clinics mm-hmm. and by supervised deliveries and uh, postnatal access to contraception and postnatal care. Um, by having women in, taking care of property in prenatal care, then we, there's an early diagnosis of HIV AIDS, and there's also distribution of mosquitoes to that group in particular, as well as children and so on. Mm-hmm. So I would just, for any of you who are young in the system, I give you a plea for training others. And mm-hmm. so the training nurses has had a tremendous impact in the community where we work. Mm-hmm. Great, thank you. Others, any thoughts? You know, I, I want to put. Uh, go, go, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, where are we then? Yeah. Uh, you know, I wonder how some of these goals will 
contributed more to the overall goal of what mission is rather than vice versa. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons I'm here trying to figure all that out. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, one thing I will say is that um, goals are important and having these goals is important because it gives us, you know, some some deadlines. It gives us some guidelines to, like, push. Um, so, you know, I would argue that the goals, while they may come from outside of our Christian world, uh, I think I think they're helpful for us to be in line with what is happening throughout the world. Um, and, and I kind of would throw it back to you in a sense of like, well, why do we do, why do we do medical missions? You know, why, why is that, why is your heart burning to do medical missions? I think that, um, you know, I think as Christians, you know, if we pray this prayer that Jesus taught us, Give us this day our daily bread. We are praying not just for our daily bread, but also that we can be strong and empowered to share bread with others. It recognizes the dailiness of bread and not the give, give us this day our bread to last for the rest of the month or the rest of the week, but recognizing that God provides and that there is enough just in the, I mean, I work in hunger issues, so that's where I come to this um, and that, you know, give us this day our daily bread is really significant to my work um, to uh, try to end hunger. Um, you know, you look at the Exodus story, God provided manna daily. And when they took the manna and hid it, it, went, it rotted. It went bad. And so I think um, that as Christians, we bring this understanding of God's abundance to our mission work. Um, we bring this understanding that God provides and there is enough in this planet for everyone, that, that the creation is this gift to us, this offering of God's self to us to, um, to feed and sustain ourselves and our own health, but also to take responsibility and to um, try to feed and sustain everyone on the planet. Um, uh, and... I think also as people of faith, um, the message of God's abundance, um, God's abundant love as seen on the cross, but God's abundance as in the God's gifts and standing up against the greed and the, um, the fear that, uh, that keeps the disparities between people with a ton of stuff and people with nothing. And so I think we bridge those gaps. Our mission work is a is a, a witness to God's abundance. Um, those are my thoughts, but I would love to hear your thoughts as well. I would say that for most of us that are involved in, in Christian medical missions, the primary goal is that we use medicine as a tool to get into the door to be able to share Christ. Mm-hmm. And that medicine is not the end, that sharing Christ is the mm-hmm. um, And so that being said, in that, that Christ says that uh, give us this day our daily bread, but he also says that I am the bread of life. Mm-hmm. And so a part of that is without sharing Christ and without providing that, we know as Christians those goals will never be met. And I think that that is part of, I'm assuming what you were saying in that, is that without Christ, we know that we still live in a fallen and sinful world, that despite all the abundance that God created for the Garden of Eden, 
it is now a sinful and dark world that, regardless of our best efforts, mm-hmm. will never meet those. Because God also said, the poor will also always be with you. Mm-hmm. And so, our first and primary responsibility in using medicine is using it as a tool to share the gospel. I think that's that kind of what you're getting at. Part of um, our thoughts of partnering with these goals as a Christian is we can go and do what's already being done and come in it without our own agenda. We're here to help. We want to serve. We want to meet these goals. We, you know, these are goals that will provide uh, you know, mm-hmm. basis for good health for kids for the future. And mm-hmm. If we partner alongside that and then say, oh, by the way, the reason I'm doing this is because of Christ or he loves me, forgave me, sacrifice all for me. Mm-hmm. It's not an agenda, ooh, I'm going to share the gospel with you if you, you know, take this. You know, they're, they're not, oh, and, and, or mm-hmm. it's, I'm just going to serve, I'm already going to do it out there mm-hmm. because of God's love. Mm-hmm. Here, and then over here. Um, one of the goals that really struck me was the empowerment, the um, much gender equality and empowering women. And, um, I think that short term missions is all I've done and just walking alongside communities and seeing how the church can empower people, uh, even the little ones, I mean that's going to be the future, and how we get empowered is through the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so we have that power within us. And so I guess I'm just wondering, you know, the empowerment issue to me would be that would be a focus um, because when people do not feel empowered that they're focused. Mm-hmm. Our power comes from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So, just a mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my thought in terms of the discussion is you know, why we focus on goals like this. Um, I'm a nurse practitioner and I work in pediatrics and I have a physician trip. To me and working with people, I think goals like these are so important Obviously, I do it for Jesus. That's why I'm there. But if we can't meet them physically, they don't even want to hear about their spiritual needs. Mm-hmm. You know, not to be here, but medical hierarchy needs. If we can't even meet what they feel is the most urgent thing, mm-hmm. physical well-being, there's no way they're going to listen to what I have to say about their spiritual well-being. Mm-hmm. So if people feel like their physical needs have been met and they're safe, then they're mm-hmm. going to be able to listen to you. Because, you know, as a Christian, it's great. I can say yes. But obviously, my spiritual well-being comes above my physical it's hard to be spiritual when you're hungry <laughs> I mean we fast and we do that with intention but if you were hungry day after day after day after day after day like the last thing on your mind is you know your spiritual practice um, you know uh, here and then here is that okay to look at Jesus' mandate, you know, why did Jesus come? Mm-hmm. And what is his purpose, you know, for this world and for these people? And and trying to compare that with the millennial development goals. And I'll think like you can almost cut and paste. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus wanted us not to just enjoy eternal life, but to also have whole lives. Mm-hmm. And whole lives means being free from 
Yeah, and, I, you know, I'm, there are plenty of people of faith who engage their faith in their work of, you know, creating goals or doing the development through the U.S. government. Or um, So I think there's space in that. And I think to be able to harness all the good things from the goals with our Christian faith and to be a uh, partner alongside that, uh, I think just gives us more more power from the Holy Spirit. Thanks for sharing that. Other thoughts? Yeah.
So I'm going to just take us, we don't have a whole lot more time, but I'll just take us into the the future goals. So what happens after 2015? Um, I suppose we could never have goals again, um, but the United Nations General Assembly is working on a set of development goals that will go from uh, 2015 to, I believe, 2030, so another 15 years. And um, so uh, I think they will pass those goals maybe next year in 2014, maybe at their General Assembly, Um, and then we'll be ready. So um, to move forward into new goals. And so I I would love to hear from you – what you think might, what we should put in those goals? What, what would be helpful? Um, some of you have some experience in in missions, and um, or what? But what what kind of issues have come up as you've heard a little bit about the goals? If you, from what you know of the goals, um, what would you keep? What would you throw out? What would you make different? What are some things? Um, you know, I can tell you a little bit about what Bread for the World says. Um, we would say that uh, we need goals that, that the um, developed countries like the U.S. also need to be uh, accountable to. Um, so we need to address hunger and poverty here in the United States as well. Um, that, that more onus needs to be put on folks like, like countries like the United States on some of the um, you know, global uh, environmental protection work that, that, um, that we have a huge um, – we contribute hugely to the greenhouse gases in the, in the world and that um, we should have goals that address our situation as well. Um, the partnership goal, what is that? What does it look like? What, what does it mean for that to be successful? I think we could dig into that partnership goal more and, and be a little more specific. Um, but anything that comes to your mind? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and we have been advocating for years that development should be country-led. So having, you know, the IMF and the World Bank come in and, and say, here's some money and this is what you have to do with it, with our agenda and what we think is best for you, is not helpful. And, and having countries decide for themselves what the priorities for their own development are um, is really, really critical. And I think that's, you know, I would also... And how do you keep teachers paid to teach in those schools? That's yeah, yeah. Other thoughts? Any final comments? I think we're about there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another thing that 
so I work on maternal and child nutrition, and I did a workshop previously on 1,000 days, which is the period of time from the beginning of a woman's pregnancy through her child, child's second birthday. And so one of, the, one of the things that we have been working on at Bread for the World is to be part of an international movement called the Scaling Up Nutrition Movement, which seeks to improve nutrition in that critical window because so much development happens then. And so one of the things that we are advocating for is to have uh, nutrition, you know, and hunger and undernutrition or malnutrition um, because it's so preventative. It just prevents so much long-term disease, health issues. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So sometimes it's an edu- education issue, sometimes it's an access issue, and you, it's not always the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all countries more uh, as that's developing. And, that's true. And then, um, I'll just throw out, there is a website with this. I don't have the reference, but uh, that you can post your own recommendations on that site. So if anyone's interested in doing that, you could actually read what kind of the world's right on that. Oh, yeah. Um, I meant to bring that up. And also, just on the medical side, I think maybe we'll see, uh, we're already seeing a shift, but maybe some of the new goals will include more of the non-communicable diseases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any other comments? Thoughts? 
Well, thank you so much. I'll just reiterate that um, goals are really important because it, it helps us to measure our progress and helps us to um, to really um, buckle down and, and really focus. And so our, my hope is that in this next two years that we'll really see a doubling down and that, that we can really meet some of these, these achievable goals. Um, we have a table, I didn't mention this earlier, at, in the exhibit hall. So if you have questions or want materials, we have tons of briefing papers and resources and a, and a, um, a uh, big report on, on the goals and it has a lot more, money, more information about hunger and, and the goals. Um, so come by and visit. Thank you.